Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. ...have started winter break, but there are some closings to tell you about tomorrow. And with air travel... Yes, getting to the airport two hours ahead of your flight is a good idea. I'm Kate Ryan. Where's the January 6th committee report on the Capitol riot? Some details coming up at 710 with The Hill. It's 7 o'clock. Brutal winter conditions in the country's midsection. Potential for off and on blizzard conditions. Nuggets of info as we await the final January 6th House panel report. Meadows knew Trump lost the 2020 election. FTX founder under house arrest after bond set. The largest pretrial bond ever. This is the CBS World News Roundup Late Edition. I'm Jennifer Kuyper in Chicago, where the snow is falling and the wind has kicked up as a winter storm moves through the Midwest. This Illinois driver saying... I'm from Chicago, so this is normal to me. Four people have died in Kansas and Nebraska crashes. WTOP Steve Dresser. Here in downtown Kansas City after a light morning snow, folks are out and about, but the story of the cold temperatures. Afternoon temperatures around 5 to 7 below zero. We could see temperatures from 11 to 15 below zero. There are over 10,000 flight delays and cancellations. CBS's Bradley Blackburn at LaGuardia Airport. Travelers scrambled to reach their destinations Thursday, battling what's being called a once-in-a-generation winter storm. It's our first time flying with a little one, so it's a little extra anxiety coming in. Thousands of flights were canceled nationwide, most of them at airports in Denver and Chicago. The January 6th House Select Committee's final report has yet to drop. CBS's Scott McFarlane on just released transcripts of committee interviews with former White House aide Cassidy Hutchinson. This is about potential witness tampering, about the influence impact on her to get her to limit what else she tells the committee. Congressman Raskin said that he's concerned there was some influence efforts against Ms. Hutchinson by her first set of legal counsel. These transcripts show she is asked about. What she was told to say, what she was told not to say, was she giving pressure, and her responses in the transcripts indicate she might have been. Hutchinson also said White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows knew former President Trump lost the election. FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried is released on a $250 million bond and is on house arrest. The judge agreed to the bail package that prosecutors called the largest pretrial bond ever after weighing the seriousness of the offenses and preponderance of evidence against his lack of prior criminal history and low probability of being a flight risk due to his great notoriety. Bankman-Fried is charged with eight counts that include wire fraud, money laundering, and securities fraud. If convicted, he could spend the rest of his life in prison. Lilia Luciano, CBS News. Heading to the House, a Senate passed $1.7 trillion spending bill through September. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. A lot of hard work, a lot of compromise, but we funded the government with an aggressive investment in American families, American workers, American national defense. Now this. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there. For home loan solutions that fit your life, Rocket can. 703 here on WTOP. Cold, rainy Thursday evening before Christmas, December 22nd, 2022. Tyson's now at 54 degrees. Good evening, I'm Dimitri Sotis. And I'm Brendan Hazelton. The top stories we're following for you this hour. We start with challenging weather. Just rainy and sloppy at the moment, but tomorrow we'll be coping with high winds and bitterly cold temperatures. Storm Team 4 meteorologist Chad Merrill lets us know just how 
low it will go. The mercury is going to go down into the lower teens tomorrow night, but that doesn't take into account the winds. The wind chills will be below zero for the first time since 2019. It's been a while since we've dealt with this. Currently, we do have rain north and west of Washington, and that steady shield of rain will lift north over the next three hours. We'll be left with some drizzle overnight. The timing for those winds to pick up with that cold front, about 9 o'clock, it'll move through, and then it will be gusty. We'll have some icy patches developing with some falling temperatures, bitterly cold wind chills Friday night, but some improvement heading into the holiday weekend. And again, that's Storm Team 4's Chad Merrill. Now, believe it or not, there are school closings in the area for tomorrow. Starting in Maryland, Carroll County Public Schools will be closed tomorrow. That was supposed to be students' last day of class before winter break. They get an early start on their break. Howard County Public Schools also closed tomorrow. Then in Virginia, all Loudoun County Public Schools buildings are closed. That school system was already on winter break, but there may have been some activities happening on school grounds. They will not happen now as they're shutting down the buildings. Anytime we have bad weather all winter long, find a full list of closings and delays at WTOP.com. Of course, with wintry weather come flight delays and cancellations. Airports in Denver and Chicago have had the most cancellations and delays so far today. More than 2,300 flights have been grounded And that number is steadily rising as we move through the evening hours. If your holiday travel plans do involve flying, the TSA has got some tips for making the whole experience hopefully a little easier. John Bush with the Department of Homeland Security on why getting to the airport a full two hours ahead of your flight is the way to go. You're going to have to wait to find parking when it's really busy around here. You're going to have to wait a little extra time at your ticket counters to check in. Bush says there's been a troubling trend. TSA agents have confiscated over 6,300 firearms at checkpoints so far this year alone. Speaking at Reagan National Airport, Bush said firearms and ammunition will be flagged. We will identify it. We will call the local law enforcement over. We will be cited by the police with a criminal citation in violation of Virginia law. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. There is some major movement to tell you about tonight when it comes to the potential sale of the Washington Commanders. Citing multiple sources, NBC4 reports at least five, maybe as many as seven bidders are expected now for the valuable NFL franchise. Bids are due tomorrow. The price tag believed to be at least $6 billion. We could get to $7 billion or more. Bank of America is handling any possible sale, as you've heard reported. It and team owner Dan Snyder are now said to be going over those bids. And at last report, no formal comment from the Commanders. 706, the student who admits shooting another with a ghost gun inside Magruder High School learned his sentence this afternoon. WTOP's Mike Marilla was there. In court, 18-year-old Stephen Alston Jr., through a statement read by his attorney, said he's sorry for what he did before being sentenced to 18 years in prison for first-degree attempted murder. The sentence comes after the mother of the victim, with tears in her eyes, spoke of the critical injuries her son had and about her son's questions to her about if he'd survive after the shooting. And she talked about how she had, in some instances, have to lie to her son because she did not know. Montgomery County State's Attorney John McCarthy, Alston Jr.'s attorney, claims his client was terrified of the 15-year-old classmate. The classmate's family attorney, Alexander Bush, on that. The victim-blaming narrative in this case went really out of hand and was was frankly disgusting. Alston Jr. will serve his sentence at a prison for youth offenders. At Montgomery County Circuit Court in Rockville, Mike Marillo, WTOP News. Looks like a new controversy at Thomas Jefferson High School for Science and Tech, the very prestigious school in our region. A parent 
accuses administrators at the Fairfax County School of deliberately withholding national merit commendations from students who had qualified. The claims first appeared in City Journal. That's a conservative publication that says the withholding is part of a deliberate war on merit campaign. The school system is first of all acknowledging that this happened. It says it's looking into it as well as working to try to fix the situation. Coming up after traffic and weather, what are we learning about the big January 6th committee summary report on the Capitol riot? We will take you live to Capitol Hill and talk with a congressional reporter about that. It's 7.07. Public sector leaders today have to make decisions at speeds their missions demand. Any delays or errors can be costly. Splunk Cloud Platform is helping IT, DevOps, and security teams make confident decisions so they can secure, operate, and innovate faster across multi-cloud and hybrid cloud environments and with peace of mind. Knowing our platform adheres to rigorous security and compliance standards, including FedRAP Moderate and IL-5. Learn how Splunk can support your missions by visiting splunk.com slash public sector. Good evening, 708. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $69. Michael and Sons. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks. Let's get to Bob Imler in the WTOP Traffic Center. Well, northbound 395 in the district. Still very slow getting over the 14th Street Bridge, but now the crash near Main Avenue is cleared. But there's a new problem southbound. Southbound 395 on the 14th Street Bridge. At least one stop along the right side of the roadway. So Beeler coming from Main Avenue and headed out toward the 14th Street Bridge now. In Virginia, northbound on uh, 95. Very slow up from Dale City. After Prince William Parkway, listener finds the crash uh, in the center of the roadway, I think they're trying to get it to the shoulder now. Southbound traffic does slow down, getting over the Occoquan to 123. And in Franconia, Franconia Road, uh, that is reported to be closed both ways at Cloverdale Drive because of a crash involving an overturned vehicle. And I believe there's a police cruiser involved there as well, which may hold up things even longer. 66, that is running pretty well for the most part. Maryland side, southbound Baltimore, Washington Parkway. Uh, a crash reported to be at Route 50, so very slow coming down from 202, headed toward uh, Route 50. Uh, and uh, once again, one of those popular spots for crashes. On Veers, make that on Goody Drive. Goody Drive, northbound at Dover Road. Caller has the crash at Dover Road, 95 in the Baltimore-Washington Parkway, uh, north of the Beltway, each running pretty well. 50, very slow out to the Bay Bridge from Baydale Drive as only two lanes are open for eastbound traffic due to weather conditions there. Bob Inley, WTLP Traffic. And now let's go to Storm Team 4's Chad Merrill. Steady rain continues across the region. Watch out for some ponding of water on the roadways. We will taper to drizzle and some fog late tonight, but our temperatures will be steady in the upper 40s to low 50s. A strong cold front comes through in the morning. We have wind gusts of 40 miles an hour. Could create sporadic power outages. Temperatures dropping to the low 20s. Watch out for some patchy ice developing, some flash freezing, especially in some of the residential areas tomorrow afternoon. We drop back into the low teens. Single digits north and west, wind chills below zero Friday night. I am Storm Team 4's Chad Merrill. Rain in a lot of places this evening. 52 degrees in Annapolis, 51 in Chantilly, and it's 54 in the nation's capital brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. 7-Eleven. Closed-door testimony to the House January 6th committee that's just been made public shows how former White House aide Cassidy Hutchinson described the investigators a wide-ranging pressure campaign. She described to investigators that she was experiencing a wide-ranging pressure campaign from allies of Donald Trump aimed at influencing her cooperation with Congress and maybe stifling damaging testimony about the former president. Hutchinson recounted how Trump allies offered job opportunities. They offered financial assistance as she was cooperating with the committee. 
and she's detailed how her own lawyer, a former ethics counsel in the Trump White House, advised her against being fully forthcoming with the committee and told her the less you remember, the better. Joining us live, Michael Schnell, congressional reporter for The Hill. Uh, uh, Michael, wow, the uh, Hutchinson material is explosive, and we'll get into that in a second. But first, are we right to be asking, what's the holdup here? Wasn't the bulk of this report supposed to be out by now? Guys, that's exactly what reporters have been asking up on Capitol Hill. Initially, the the committee had said that this final report, which is expected to include eight chapters, an executive summary, it's expected to be several hundred pages long, was supposed to be released yesterday on Wednesday. In the middle of the day, the committee put out a statement saying that they were going to punt release of the final report to Thursday. They didn't give a reason, but it did come right before uh, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky was set to give his speech before a joint meeting of Congress. So then all day today, reporters have been sitting around and waiting for the release of this report. It has not yet come out, but as you mentioned, uh, Cassidy Hutchinson's the transcripts of her witness testimony came out today. In addition to uh, just within the past two hours, another five witnesses, the committee released transcripts for another five witnesses, all really interesting. They have some interesting tidbits in there. But as far as when this final report is coming, uh, reporters are still waiting to see. Obviously, it's getting later in the night, uh, but it's anyone's guess at this point. With the uh, Cassidy Hutchinson material, the other transcripts that you mentioned, can you pull out one or two lines that you really think our listeners would be fascinated with? If we go to the Cassidy Hutchinson one, which was it, they were the committee, Cassidy Hutchinson met with the committee on several different occasions. They released transcripts for two meetings that she had with the committee in September of this year. They were really striking. And it's things that you mentioned in your intro just before, A, that uh, lawyers, part of what she called Trump world, were encouraging her to not be as forthcoming as possible when she was delivering her testimony before the committee, saying and encouraging her to say, I don't recall if she did not remember exactly the entire situation they were asking about. And also uh, these, these, these lawyers and, and other people in Trump world offering job opportunities, offering compensation, which she flat out said she saw as a way of them trying to win her over and win her support. We also saw the identification of one individual who contacted Cassidy Hutchinson the night before one of her testimonies before the committee. That was uh, a meadow, an aide of Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, Ben Williamson, called her before the testimony and said, Mark knows you're loyal and knows you'll do the right thing tomorrow and that you're going to protect him and the boss. Now, we had heard that statement from the committee during the public hearings, but the, the the lawmakers on the committee did not reveal who had sent that message to Cassidy Hutchinson. Now we know. So it's just we're sort of we, we had a really strong picture of what happened and what the committee was looking at throughout its public hearings. But these transcripts are, so to speak, filling in the blanks. And, and they're really they, they're really shedding a lot of light on what's going on. Michael, real quick, uh, do we have to wait until tomorrow for the House to pass that big spending bill to keep the government running? We are. Uh, House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer came on the House floor this afternoon and said that uh, the final vote on the House passage of the omnibus would come on Friday. They're going to hopefully start considering it Friday morning. This essentially comes down to a very meticulous process that has to that has to occur when a bill is moving from the Senate to the House. And because this omnibus bill is more than 4,000 pages long, this meticulous process is taking a particularly long time. 
Hoyer said they probably would not even receive the materials from the Senate until a while after midnight. So that's why uh, he and House leadership has punted the vote to tomorrow morning. Hopefully we will see some movement then because I got to tell you, a lot of lawmakers are looking to leave Washington and hopefully uh, get to their holiday plans uh, ahead of uh, Christmas Eve tomorrow. But again, also with this wintry weather that we're seeing. So there's definitely a mad dash to get this over the finish line. You have a great holiday as well, Michael. We appreciate the update. Thank you so much. Thanks My- for having me. Michael Schnell, their congressional reporter for The Hill. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Rob Woodfork, what's going on? Uh, well, they are just underway in Ottawa between the Capitals and Senators. Ovi Watch continuing north of the border as uh, we are scoreless in the early going. Uh, still waiting to see if uh, Alex Ovechkin gets that next goal to match Gordy Howe for second most all-time with 801 over in College Park, the Maryland men's basketball team enjoying a 26-14 lead over St. Peter's as we are approaching halftime. The uh, Terps shooting 52% from the floor, close to twice what uh, the Peacocks are doing, shooting just 5 of 19, 26%. Uh, for those not doing the math quickly, the uh, Wizards will have uh, Rui Hachimura back for the 9 p.m. tip-off in Utah tonight. The Wiz trying to string together consecutive wins for the first time in over a month. The football news of the day, though, out of Ashburn, uh, at least uh, in terms of the actual football, Chase Young will make his season debut for the Washington Commanders on Saturday in the crucial game against the 49ers. And uh, why is he ready now, Ron Rivera? I think, again, seeing Dr. Andrews probably was the last final thing that he just, just to get him over the hump. And he's he practiced with confidence. He showed us he was willing just to stick that leg in the ground and roll off of it, uh, plant it and cut off of it. So he's um, he had a good week, so we're pretty excited about that. And excited about the uh, pitch count. 12 to 18 plays is what Rivera estimated. We'll see if Kim Curl and Benjamin St. Juice can go there questionable each with ankle injuries rob woodfork wtop sports 717 there is a recall to tell you about tonight it involves weighted blankets and it affects more than 200,000 such blankets from the company pillow fort target and the consumer product safety commission say the blankets pose a hazard to kids they can be suffocated if they unzip the blanket and get inside now, back in april a four-year-old and a six-year-old died when they got trapped inside one of these weighted blankets in north carolina target has gotten other reports of children getting trapped Find out a lot more at WTOP.com. Search recalls. Now to the top stories we're working for you at on at WTOP. There is snow and ice once you head west, of course. It means holiday travel is being snarled around the country. More than 2,300 flights. Some area school districts, I should say about 2,300 flights are uh, grounded so far tonight. Some area school districts also responding. The Senate passes a spending plan for the next year. The House could move quickly on the bill, too perhaps tomorrow, in order to adjourn before Christmas. At least five bidders to buy the Washington Commanders. Bank of America is said to be going over those bids right now. Stay with WTOP for more on these stories in the minutes ahead. 718. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks. Here's Bob Imler in the traffic center. In Maryland, southbound Baltimore, Washington, Parkway very slow through Chevrolet. The crash is uh, right near the ramp that takes you west on 50 toward New York Avenue. Very slow, in fact, starting just after 450, headed past that crash. Route 100 had a couple of crashes, one in Elk Ridge eastbound near 104, another one eastbound after 95 near Route 1. I believe both are out of the roadway now. And uh, traffic on 270 is doing all right, just brief slowdowns on the northbound side. 
Meanwhile, on uh, the Virginia side, northbound 95 after Prince William Parkway, the crash has moved to the shoulder. Just brief slowdowns in a couple of spots on 95. Uh, southbound at the Occoquan again through Stafford. 66 is running without delay. Southbound 395 in the district, very slow getting out to the 14th Street Bridge, at least one stop on the right side. The earlier crash, northbound 395 at Main Avenue, that has cleared. Bob Inler, WTOP Traffic. Now we are joined live by Storm Team 4 meteorologist, Chief Meteorologist, Doug Kammerer. Doug, we got rain now. What's next? Yeah, we got rain coming in, and that rain continuing right on through the evening tonight. And then... Oh, boy, do we have some changes coming during the day tomorrow. We've got the extremely cold air that's going to make its way in during the day tomorrow. So we have wind chill advisories in effect for wind chills between 5 and 20 below zero in parts of our area. Really amazing how fast the temperatures are going to drop. You're going to wake up 6, 7 o'clock tomorrow morning. Temperatures could be in the mid-40s in some areas, and then they're going to drop below zero as far as the wind chill is concerned by around 5, 6 o'clock in the afternoon. So incredibly cold air making its way in. Arctic air, some of the coldest we've seen in a number of years here, and that's going to stick around right on through the day on Saturday and Sunday. We're talking about the coldest Christmas since the year 2000, so in more than two decades. Uh, kind of amazing how cold we are going to get here, going for high temperature on Christmas Eve of only 25. Wind chill staying in the single digits and teens all day. Christmas Day, a high of 29. But again, uh, wind chills in the teens all day there as well. Can we talk about driving tomorrow, Doug? What are you yeah. expecting as far as the, the safety of the roads or whether it'll just be too slick? Yeah, we're going to see the rain come in tonight, and that uh, rain is going to most likely start to end around 10, 11 o'clock tonight. So we'll have some time to dry out a little bit overnight tonight. Then tomorrow, as the front comes through, there's going to be a period of rain and snow that comes through. It's not going to last long, and it's not going to be everywhere, but we could see 15 to 30 minutes of heavy snow come through, a brief downpour uh, coming on through that could make the roads a little bit wet and then the cold air moves in now i do think the roads are going to be warm enough because of the temperatures out there right now uh in most locations to stay above freezing for the for for the afternoon and then the wind which comes in we have a wind advisory with winds potentially gusting 40 to 50 miles per hour during the day that will also help to dry the road so if there's one time period i think to watch out on the roads it's between about 7 and 10 as that cold front is coming through a with the strongest winds but b with that downpour or brief heavy snow uh uh, that, that could be making its way our way. After about 10 o'clock, I think the roads begin to dry out fairly quickly. In most areas, that being said, uh, areas that do have a lot of uh, trees that are not seeing the sunshine, that maybe don't get a lot of wind, uh, watch out for those areas, those back roads that could freeze over. And, Doug, real quick before you go, uh, the national picture, can we get a mm -hmm. peek on that? Are, like, Chicago and Denver getting uh, the, the, the nasty stuff that was predicted? Yeah, I mean, Denver, Denver today, here's the, here's the amazing thing. Denver today was the second coldest day ever in Denver history. 16 below zero was the actual uh, average temperature. They saw a high of only 8 degrees below zero. I mean, that's just insane. Uh, Chicago is going to get the worst of this during the day tomorrow. You're going to have 40 to 50 mile an hour winds. Wind chills about 30 below zero. They're going to get five, about 3 to 5 inches of snow. So it's not a lot of snow, but when you add in that wind, you could be seeing blizzard conditions there. So I fully expect to see a lot of cancellations, whether it's Chicago, whether it's uh, Cleveland, whether it's Detroit, Pittsburgh. I think you're going to see a lot of problems out there, not just on the roadways, but in the air, airways as well. We appreciate your help getting through it, Doug. Talk to you soon. You bet. And right now, outside the WTOP studios, we're at 54 degrees. And this shouldn't shock you. The temperatures have actually been rising to get us through this rain before the plummeting temperatures tomorrow. We're brought to you by Len the Plumber. Trusted same-day service, seven days a week. Just ahead, we'll have the latest for you on a murder inside a local parking garage. It's 722.
If you run a small business, you need the most from every investment. That's why Comcast Business gives you more. Like more innovation with our new gig speed Wi-Fi. Plus unlimited data. More speed from the largest, fastest, reliable network for small businesses. And more savings. Up to 60% a year with Comcast Business Mobile. All from the company that powers more businesses than any other provider. When you need more, you need Comcast Business. Powering possibilities. Get started with fast, reliable internet for just $49 a month for 12 months with no annual contract. Or ask how to get up to an $800 prepaid card with a qualifying bundle. Call or go online today. Limited time offer. Restrictions apply. EcoBill and AutoPay required. New 50 megabits per second internet customers only. Equipment, taxes, and fees extra. Mobile savings compares pricing of top three carriers. Comcast business internet required. This is WTOP News. 724. A family is grieving tonight and police are hoping for tips. After a man was found shot and killed in a busy downtown Silver Spring garage last night. Strangers returning to their cars in the Wayne Avenue garage found 62-year-old Charles Reynolds in a pool of blood in the first floor stairwell. Police Chief Marcus Jones says he just had dinner with his family. And had decided that he would take the leftovers to the vehicle before the family would have ice cream at, at the Ben and Jerry's. Jones says they don't know the motive and that nothing was taken from Reynolds, including his car parked nearby. Commander David McBain says he's redirecting patrols to downtown Silver Spring. But more specifically, foot patrols in those parking garages, all the county-owned parking garages. Police are asking for tips and expect someone saw something, given how busy the garage, which sits a block from Whole Foods, can be at this time of year. Megan Clowardy, WTOP News. Has a medical research lab in Frederick, Maryland, been getting endangered monkeys from an international smuggling ring? People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals is asking the Army's lead, bio, uh, that is, medical biodefense research lab at Fort Detrick to look into whether any of the long-tailed macaws that it's used in research were part of illegal shipments to the U.S. PETA wants an extensive audit, but the Army isn't saying whether that's going to happen. In a statement to the Frederick News Post, the U.S. Army Medical Research Institute of Infectious Diseases says it continually works to reduce and replace animal use by exploring alternative models whenever feasible. 725 Money News at 25 and 55 to Jeff Claybaugh. Thursday sell-off sent the Dow down 349 points. The government's final revision to third-quarter economic growth is better, GDP at an annual rate of 3.2%. The number of Americans getting ongoing unemployment benefits fell last week for the first time in three months. Hilton is turning a 14th-century Dutch castle near Eindhoven into a 60-room luxury hotel with rowboating in the moat. Jeff Claybaugh, WTOP News. Money News sponsored by the Washington Ballet's The Nutcracker. The Washington Ballet's charmingly D.C. version of The Nutcracker live at the Warner Theater now through December 30th. Tickets at Ticketmaster.com or WashingtonBallet.org slash Nutcracker. We've got rain pounding against the windows of the Glass Enclosed Nerve Center here. The studio's in Chevy Chase, Maryland, so we know what you're driving through right now. Still a lot of rain in the area. The farther north and west you go... It gets icy. We'll watch it all for you on your weather alert station on this holiday getaway week. At United Bank, the community bank of the nation's capital, we know the financial decisions you're making to keep your families and future secure. With a long history of safe, sound, relationship-driven banking practices, we provide our customers with peace of mind protection. We offer the best of both worlds, the technology, products, and expertise you expect from a big bank, but with the personal touch and local decision-making only.